Welcome back to the Kill Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Gray. And as usual, I'm joined by my internet co-host. We have Ash. We have Devin. Happy November, guys. Hi. Happy November. Happy November. Happy Scorpio. Mustard drink. Oh. Well, yeah. Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, it just went deathly quiet. I didn't know what Yeah, I thought y'all stopped talking or something. <laughs> All right, so let's just let's just get right into it. I was listening to our, our great friend's most recent episode of People Under the Scares. Bobby and Mike. <laughs> and they <laughs> Mike, I, I love you to pieces. Uh, they <laughs> It was, it was, a, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I didn't say anything. Because it's Mike. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> I, I could just, <laughs> I could still hear him in my head getting Bobby all riled up. So, um, Chucky the series is almost coming to probably season finale at this point, depending on when you're listening to it. However, we did get the introduction of Glenn and Glinda. And their characters were played individually. Um, before I tell you what Bobby and Mike said, let me just have oh you guys gosh. heard their episode, their most recent episode, Terrifying Two? No, I, I, I I'm catching up all my shows, so I'll, I'll, I'm sure that I'll listen to the episode when I work out Friday. Same. <laughs> and Devin, you said you're still in season one, but Ash, you're in the current season. Yes. I mean, you just kind of called me out, like. <laughs> well, I meant to be. It was meant to be inclusive, but the conversation is going to scare away from you. <laughs> um, yes, are I, you getting I'm... your fill of Glenn and Glinda? Are they doing it for you? Huh. Let's see. Uh, sorry, my voice cracked. The long pause. Am I getting my feel? I am, but I feel like I'm missing some oomph. Like, I love, I love the actor who's portraying Glenn and Glinda, but I'm just, I feel like with this season and what's been happening so far, I'm not getting that oomph that I was expecting for Glenn and Glinda. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't know like how to explain it. I just like I'm I'm there, but I still need some stuff. I still need something. Okay. I believe this was Mike's opposition. Um you're saying uh, Oh you're gosh, I'm scared. Hold on. <laughs> Let me prepare myself. No, I mean it's 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 not I encourage anyone to just go listen to their episode. I'm not, um, I could never make deliveries like Mike does. <laughs> but um, it's it, it could be said by some people that the character is not uh, living up to its infamy. Yes, that's what, I, yep, yeah. They are known to be a little sporadic, definitely chaotic, and... Um, and I might agree. And this is nothing against, I can't pronounce their name. I've never heard it aloud. I think it's Lachlan. 
let me let me let me look okay i'm gonna look at make sure i got it right oh shit that's the um chilling adventures of sabrina yes they were in that no, it is Lachlan. I, I guess I've just never seen Lachlan written before, so um, this is a humbling moment. <laughs> yeah, so, Lachlan Watson. I have a question. As someone yeah. who is still on episode five of season one. Oh, shit. And who has, never seen, who has never seen the chilling adventures of Sabrina, is Glenn... Okay, so I have questions. Is Glenn and Glenda... Are they played by two different actors, or is it one actor playing one, one actor? It's okay. And how, what is their age range for Glenn Glenda? Mm -hmm. I want to say eight is it 18? Because the okay, two episodes ago, uh, they had the birthday, yeah, they're teens. I didn't, I didn't retain the age, but. I think Rudy it's like 18, 19. So this is definitely after Seed of Chucky. Seed of Chucky. Okay. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Oh, yeah. For sure. Seed of Chucky's canon in this. I mean, it's like long after Seed of Chucky, like a good 10 years after Seed. Because I think Seed of Chucky just had an anniversary. Eight, 18 years? I believe it came oh, out. Well, then it's exactly in line. If oh, they turn 18, the movie's 18. Okay. Stay in school, kids. Math is hard. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, but I don't want to say that out loud. What they need to do is bring back S Club 7 alum in the spirit. And the better half of Red Man and Method Man, <laughs> Mr. Reggie Noble. Yes, it's exactly 18 years. Well, that's wow. cool. That's a fun little Easter egg that I didn't even pick up on. So the the TV show is operating chronologically from the movies. I like that. Yeah, other than, you know, you know, one of those Chuckies is definitely Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the Chucky dolls in this season are giving me life. Oh my gosh. Oh, Especially man. Devin. I mean, it's not a spoiler, but... Okay. <laughs> There's a, a super buff Chucky. <laughs> yeah. I love how gay this is already. Continue. No, he just... Because you're... Okay, like, I can't really go into much detail because it will spoil it. Okay. Like the way they introduce him, like you're just like, wait, what? And his like half of his overalls is like ripped, and you just see like his abs <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> just for my own research, do we know the actor who who portrays this? Hasbro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hasbro. How you pronounce it? What's the brand of Barbie? Like Barbie's. Oh, from? Hasbro. Hasbro. There you go. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's still just a doll, Devin. However you get your kink in, though. No worries. We lost him again, didn't we? I think so. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten Chucky out of the way, 
Um, I am looking forward to the next installation or next episode, uh, which should be available tomorrow. Or it came out a couple days ago if you listen to this podcast in real time. But moving right along, this episode is going to be a little different than what we've done before. We're just going to spend some time talking about what we've been watching and recapping um, the Halloween season, I guess. Yeah, it's been a been a very busy couple months. Or, especially like Halloween season was definitely busy with all the releases that came out. I know, like they they kept us busy. I know, because it, it felt like with my AMC uh, reservations, it was like boom, Terrifier two, Halloween ends, boom, boom. I'm like, shit, I'm running out of reservations. Like, what's going? On? I don't know what I'm going to see next. <laughs> well, I do want to say something nice first because y'all may not like me at the by the end of this episode based on some of my opinions. Dad, but um, right now I can't handle this. <laughs> I do want to say part of the reason why we've had such a delay in our our shows is because my dad passed away, and he died actually when we we're like the day we we're going to record our, one of our more recent episodes, if I'm not mistaken. So I just want to thank you guys for take allowing me some time off and reaching out to me and supporting me during this time. Love you guys. This is awesome. Stop. So, naturally, when I came back home from Michigan, the first thing I wanted to watch was Hereditary. I don't know why <laughs> my mind works like that. Uh, <laughs> but, <we> all... <laughs> As a but person that has not watched that movie ever again. Uh... It's been like two years for me, but... <laughs> Wow. Uh, that's like the one of the rare horror movies I refuse to watch by myself, and I can't get um, my. Uh oh. Yeah, we lost him again. Sorry, sorry, my screen went out. So, but yeah, I can't get my partner to watch it with me because I think he's sort of traumatized by the movie too. So, <laughs> I have to wait to watch her. I stand with him. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a deep movie. That's, it's so good. It is, but I mean, you don't have to thank us. You know, we're family. Like we love you. We yeah. are family, like a giant <laughs> <Right>. tree, <laughs> branching out towards the sky. But no, you really do have a song on deck all the time. I know, you and do. I was just waiting for that moment because that's my shit. But. <laughs> But like in all seriousness, like we love you, Devin. Like yes, we appreciate you so much. Like you are our family, and we're Thank always going to be there for you. So sending all the love and positive vibes to you, your Thank loved you. ones. You're welcome. Thank you. Love you yes, guys too. I second that. You're... So since always I couldn't get hereditary, and I started rewatching Six Feet Under. There you go. Oh shit! I forgot about oh, that. Oh, you, you're you're just really <laughs> doubling down on grief. <laughs> Like, it starts out with the father dying. So I don't know why my mind works that way. So it's between, it's been six feet under and, like, impractical jokers. <laughs> was that an HBO show? Because I was a a little yes. child when that came out, and I was not allowed. <laughs> yes, it's an HBO show. It's one of the, to me, it's one of the best shows of all time. But... Mm-hmm. Let me look yeah. it up. I, I know of it. I've just never seen it. 
It's so good. But you gotta be, you know, it's an emotional show, so you have to be in the right headspace for it. Gotcha. Agreed. Agreed. So now that we got that off the way, I'm ready to piss you guys off with my opinions. Oh, on a couple shit. <laughs> well, I really want to start with maybe a, a Devin specialty. Uh-oh. Okay. Bring it on, cheer or die. I tried I hard for 20 minutes. I forgot I about that. Did either one of you watch this? No, what I cannot I... find it. It's it was sci-fi, people. right? Or maybe it's sci-fi. I thought... Oh, what you know is... what? It, it feeds through my thing, so I don't see it. My, yeah, my it Peacock up. act just does it all. Bring it on. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure... Damn, I'm not paying no five ninety nine for this. Fuck that. Excuse my all language. Right. So it's distributed by sci-fi, but it's like a, a $6 rental. <laughs> so I don't no, understand. Like, that's weird. I can definitely tell you it's not worth the $6. Um, not even worth popping a bag of popcorn. But for those of you who don't know, it's uh, Cheer Squad <laughs> practices their routine on Halloween weekend in an abandoned school, and they are picked off one by one by an unknown killer. I only got to the part when it got to the school, and I was okay. done. So it was Why? on Sci-Fi, but it's not streaming on Sci-Fi? I thought Sci-Fi was... It is because I watched it through my Peacock, which I do get my sci-fi through. So if you have sci-fi or you have Peacock, you can just watch it for sure. That is, uh huh. Um, the story was written by Rebecca McKendry, so like I wanted to give it more of an effort because. Um, you know, as problematic as the first film was, I did watch the like subsequent sequels. Same. Um, so I wanted it to work. I did. I I've enjoyed um some of Rebecca's other work other than the glorious. I just don't think I was the right audience. I'm not a HP Lovecraft person. Um the acting was phenomenal in Glorious. Like I I'll give it to them. Uh, for you know, just if you, I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but pretty much it all takes place in a restroom. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. Okay, the, that's the same same writer. Yes, uh, she. I believe no, her husband wrote that, and I think she directed it. Oh, okay. But they're like oh, a package deal. That's been on my list, like my queue, and I haven't watched it yet. I love Glorious. It's that. It's one of my. I think my top movies of the year. Like, I know I'm in the minority, but I will say, uh, oh shit, right? JK Simmons for being whatever deity he's supposed to be, um, was entertaining enough. And my little true blood Stackhouse man, yes, Jason Stackhouse, which I am now convinced he is not a tall person, he's got to be like five, six. Let's look, does it say? Oh no! And I also he... recently found out that he was Australian. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wait. So with bring it on, like, what was so? How, what was wrong with the first twenty minutes? Uh, I don't think they hired anyone for acting. Damn. I don't think it was just if you could do some stunt work. 
it was going to be enough. That's the way I feel. Like, it's not even campy. Mm. Like, I feel like, I mean, They, Them is not a good movie either, but at least it was a little campy. Okay. So was it more, um, was it in the same vein as the original Bring It On movies? Like, was it geared towards a younger audience? Yeah, I think it was geared towards younger audience, but I don't think, and you know, I'm not going to say I'm old, but I'm probably not the target demographic for the film. So it may resonate with younger people a little better. But, uh, you know, at the time our Bring It On came out or they were hot, they were young actors that were on their way to being someone or young musicians that were about to blow up, you know. Mm -hmm. This is not, I I don't think this is anyone's breakout role. Mm. I'm not shocked, but that's also, I've never actually seen a Bring It On movie. But I was excited about this one because it just seemed. I, I felt like it was going to be a sort of a parody of the wait the franchise. I thought you were a huge Bringing On fan. No, I've never seen it. Wait, really? Are you? I, had, I mean, I'm a, I'm a couple years older than y'all. So, like, when the movie came out, <laughs> I was like like a year removed from the the demographic for the for that audience. I swear to God, you were a super fan. That's the only reason I brought this movie up. Oh, no. I really wanted to see this movie, but I've never seen the Bring It On movies. Oh, shit. I swear what? for years in my really? life. It makes sense. I should be. It tracks, but I've never seen them. Uh-uh. <laughs> I've never seen them. You were I think blowing when it came my out, mind. Because when did it come out? Like in 2000? 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, oh gosh, I was in college. So, yeah, that was not one of the movies to see Bring It On. I don't know why I created that mythos for you. I, I, I accept I, it. I, <laughs> I accept it because it, I should be a fan of the, of the series. You're, I mean, the first one was good, even though it's problematic. The second one is forgettable. The third one, you got Hayden Pantier and Solange. The fourth one is unforgettable. It's forgettable. It's forgettable, but I actually own it. Alright. Um, the, what's, which one? The one after that, that's the one with Christina Milian. Oh, yes. that one. I tried to watch that one. Fight to I the said, finish or something, yeah. Yeah, and I said no. <laughs> I said no. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, All right. well I guess let's, I can let's scratch move this on to something you may have watched, Devin. What, what did you see? Let's just get it straight from you. Okay. I do want to give one non horror movie recommendation, and that's called Do Revenge. It's on Netflix. So, like, the, what? D O or like books are due? D O. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna go do revenge that's as if it's a verb okay um it, it, this actually ties into the bring it on franchise because like i should be a fan of that movie because of movies like do revenge which it's in the same vein of a, like a jawbreaker a mean girls clueless like those type of films i think it's the best version of that style film for 2022 wait i watched this it's got I didn't um... watch it yet 
Camila Mendez and um, My Hawk. Yeah. I was just pleasantly surprised by it. I I just stumbled upon it one night. (laughs) I said, this is like the perfect movie. But it's about these two high school girls who um, they they come up with a a revenge scheme for uh, some people who have done them wrong in high school. But there's so many different twists and turns that the movie ends on a completely different note that you didn't even see coming. I really think this film is like a, and it's probably because one person is in it, uh, uh, a spiritual sequel to Cruel Intentions. Oh. Uh, you know what? I, I, I buy that. I buy that. I buy that. No argument for me. Yeah, I remember thinking that. And it's got a fun little twist at the end. Oh, I'll have to watch it sometime. Mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it, and she is just queen bitch. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as horror movies, can we talk about Terrifier 2 and get that out the way? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Full disclosure: I am I, I I I'm not a fan of the Terrifier. Fr- oh, you living us on a cliffhanger? You're not a fan of. I'm not a fan of the ter- of the Terrifier franchise. Um, Let me stop you there. I'm going back to Mike and Bobby again. This. Uh, do you think? This qualifies as a franchise because uh, Bobby says no, Mike says yes, if I recall correctly. Why would it not be a franchise? Says that Art the Clown is not a household name yet. <gasps> uh, well, I think he is. I think if you're a horror fan, I, I feel like he is. Or a, a burgeoning one. I would like to see. I'm not a fan of the franchise, but I would like to see him be spoke about as a modern day horror icon. I think David Howard Thornton is uh-huh. absolutely phenomenal in that role. EHT. Um I do agree. I think uh well I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mike and Bobby both made some excellent points. One being the Terrifier or Art the Clown has only been in two films. Uh with the caveat that if you've seen the Ninth Circle and All Hollows Eve, which are shorts where he's featured in he does have four under his belt. However, to the large public, it's only Terrifier 1 and Terrifier 2. Oh, yeah, it's a new franchise. I mean, we'll get a third one, I'm sure. And I, I, am, I embrace a third one. But it's just, it's not a franchise that speaks to me. It's a little too... It leans on the violence and the mean-spiritedness and the gore too much. And for a movie to be two and a half hours long... It was it was overkill for me, but I respect the presence of the movie. It's just not for me. So two things. <laughs> so yes, like I'm like the biggest Terrifier Art the Clown fan. Like I've been geeking about this character since All Hallows Eve, even though he scared the shit out of me. He's actually the only I want to say the the only clown that can actually scare me. But uh, anyways, but like he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I actually I went to the theater to see this and it was definitely an experience like to be like my my showing was like damn near sold out. And I remember like walking into my my room and just seeing everyone decked out in their art the clown gear. Like I was wearing oh, my art, awesome. I was wearing my terrifier shirt. I don't care if I had like a big ass hole in it that I packed up. <laughs> I walked in there and I just felt so like these are my people. Like we're all in here for the same reason. I loved it. It was definitely a great experience. And number two is a question for you, Devin. Yes. Actually, I got one more after that, but um, <laughs> I'll go. Okay. So, how do you feel about the Hatchet franchise? Are you a fan of those? Like, are you a fan of that too? Or yes. Okay. Because I know, like that, like franchise kind of relies on. The gore, like the over the top kills, the gore, the violence. So I wasn't sure if like that kind of right. Well, I think with the Hatchet films, and and I'm really only going to include the first one. I've seen all four of them, but I'm only going to include the first one because that's the one I'm, I've seen the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has the over the top violence and the gore, but I, I feel like it's handled with more balance, and there's also more intentional humor in the script. And there's also a, a kind of a plot with yeah. with Terrifier Two. It was just, I mean, for better or worse, it was just a series of really horrific, gorish things happening. And I think you're either a fan of that or you're not. And I just, for two and a half hours, I'm just, I'm just not. It's yeah. overkill for me. Well, let but me, I let me fully respect it. Though. Is it because it's two and a half hours? Because I do agree with you there. I can see, first of all, nothing against Damon Leone. Or mm-hmm. and we've had David Gordon Green on the show before. Back when we used to do interviews, you guys remember that? Y'all yeah. had David Gordon Green on here? Oh yeah, yep. Wait, did David you say Gordon David Green? Gordon Green? <laughs> no, I said David Gordon Green. <laughs> no. <laughs> you did David. Did Howard I Gordon? say David, David Howard? Yeah, you said David oh. Gordon Green. <laughs> okay, David Howard Thornton. Sorry. I was like, why is he? Why did he say that? <laughs> why is he assisting? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I do. So I get it from the, the aspect of, hey, I may ne- never get another film again. I'm going to put everything into this. And uh, when you're the writer, director, and one of the producers, and probably editor on the thing, you probably lack self editing, for better or worse. But like I said, he put this whole thing together. He. he financed everything as far as I remember like the stories I can't remember everything but again picked up a bloody disgusting or whatever their film company thing was like was a recent development it wasn't mm-hmm. like that was the plan so to do that and to get in the theaters and obviously that's what bloody disgusting keeps reporting on it and the time <laughs> it's recording it's like 10 million dollars uh which is huge I don't know what the budget was but uh I'm sure they did not expect to make 10 million dollars so I do think we'll get a part three, but hopefully, you know, maybe we can get some other people into the storytelling part. And so, uh, sorry. Go on. Oh no, no, go ahead, finish. I'll chime in afterwards. And I think we could just intertwine fans like Devin who check out after an hour and a half. And um, but I agree with you. Like I was like, oh, this is why she, she's dead. Let's just wrap it up here. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, no, I got bleach and salt. Let's go. 
but but I will say like <laughs> really quick, that. it's it's even like the first movie wasn't as it was only what an hour and a half or something typical. I still wasn't a fan of it because it was just so excessive. I think I'm just not a fan of this level of violence and this level of gore. Or at least the way it's packaged in this film. Yeah. But I do appreciate the film and I embrace more sequels. And I'll go see them. I'll just probably complain after. Well, I'll take that because we're definitely going to get a sequel. I did look it up. Yeah. $40 million was the budget. And they've made almost 10.5. That's a hit. Yeah. I don't know Black Adam can say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like with me, I like. I know. I just said, like, I'm the biggest fan out there. No lie, in that theater, I almost passed out. Like, not passed out. Like, almost went to sleep. I was dozing oh. off. I was dozing off for like it was towards like it was like 40 minutes left of the film or so, and I was just like, shit. Shit, but given I've been up that day since like five o'clock in the morning, but still, because <laughs> when you said you almost passed out, I'm like, because people were passing out. I mean, when I saw those reports, I was like, y'all extra. <laughs> and Damian, he's like, he's like, this is not marketing, this is not publicity. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do want one of those puke bags. I'm gonna see if I can try to get my hands on one, but <laughs> I'm just like. I, I want to say, like, I, this is my opinion, like, I believe that Terrifier 2 is actually an important film, like, a horror film for this year. Like, it just proved that an indie film can succeed in, like, in a release, like, in, like, in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, we just talked about the numbers, like, damn. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I do think it's it's it does put a breath of fresh air into the horror community as far as having a hit on our hands. In comparison, since I was already here, I looked up Black Adam. Hundred ninety five million was the estimated budget. It's only uh, grossed one hundred and fifty one million U.S. and three fifty worldwide. So no one's going to consider that a success. Really quick question about Black Adam. I have to ask y'all. So is Black Adam actually like black, like a black person, or is black like not meaning his race? Uh, in the comics or in this film? Oh shit! Okay, I guess in the movie. Like, what what did the Rock sign up to play? The Black Adam is the moniker that the character adapts after he gives up his uh, like his. So Black Adam is like phased into present day, right? He was a different character back in the day. He's banished. He gets freed. And he has a name. Uh, and then he just takes the moniker. It's just like She-Hulk when they're talking about the public names you when you become a superhero. Okay, so like, so Black Adam could be played by like a white actor or a Latino actor or an Asian actor. Yeah, Black Adam is white in the comics. Okay. okay, that's what I was trying to get to. Okay, I didn't know that. I was just wondering. Yeah, the, every Shazam character that I'm aware of is white. Okay. I had, I had got, I got a ticket to see Black Adam, but I forgot what had happened. I had to, like, cancel it. So you never saw this? No, I never, yeah, no. Oh. It's, it's, 
It's not bad. It's just I don't think there's enough. Like either The Rock didn't want to be in the film, or he played <laughs> Black Adam so well that you feel like Black Adam doesn't want to be in the, his own fucking film. And that is like a character trait of Black Adam's general arrogance in in the comics. Um, so oh. either he did a really good job, or The Rock was just like, "Let's just get this shit done." I did see the post credit scene because someone posted on TikTok. But yeah, I I'll, I'll I'll get to it eventually. I think that post credit scene should have been Billy Batson. Um. Just if we want to nerd out for a second, he is stronger than the Man of Steel, and he's a wizard, so he could outpower him. But I get why the post-credit scene is the way it is, because when that person is your manager and your production company, uh, you have to do what you gotta do. All right, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know, uh, it's Superman. Him and Cavill's coming back to Superman. Oh, okay. But he's managed by The Rock. That's why he's in there. But that scene wasn't shot until August. Wait, Henry Cavill is managed by The Rock? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Wait. So The Rock is, is Henry Cavill's manager. Correct. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, what? He, okay. Like, he's always, like, sit down. I feel like he has too many jobs. The Rock. Like, he's always in something. I had no idea he was managing people. Is he managing, like, other famous people? Uh, that's, I don't know. So, like, his, he has a production company called, like, 18 Bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. And under that moniker, him and his ex-wife, Danny, do a lot of things. But I don't know, like, the whole roster. Mm. So, like, they also produce Black Adam. Oh, okay. I get it. They're producing the next Shazam movie. Uh, probably had something to do with the what is that movie Henry Cavill's in? Damn, I can't think of it. He was in, I mean, he had The, the Witcher, but I know he's leaving that. He quit The Witcher. Yeah, he's leaving. It's like, that's your only real hit, buddy. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I, I just mean, of course he's Superman, right? But like, that's supposed to be over. So. Do you really, if you get three more Superman films, is that really what you want to do? Because then you've spent like 20 years of your career as Superman. This is a horror podcast. I apologize. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so The Rock has a production company. Stay tuned for Big Trouble in Little China 2. That's supposed to be happening. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ash, um, you mentioned one of my favorite kill scenes, which is probably not going to be Devin's. But within Terrifier 2, Art the Clown presumably murders this girl in her bedroom. And we are delightfully uh, tricked by the cameras. We see the girl who we thought was dead, left for dead, 
is still alive and she's trying to get to her phone. And that's when Art the Clown re-enters the scene and pours salt and bleach all over her Ooh. open wounds. And I, I think that smells like, uh, <laughs> I think that's proud to, uh, this isn't for me. <laughs> uh, I, I remember at this point, my le- my legs started shaking. And I was like, oh, that's a new tick. <laughs> I guess, I, uh, I was going to say, I guess you could say that kill scene was Terrifier 2's version of the Saw the Girl in Half from the first Terrifier. Oh, hands down. Mm-hmm. Hands down. It's like, how are you going to top Saw and Girl in Half? I'm going to fillet this girl and mm-hmm. then pour salt and bleach all over her. Spend some time with the kill. And, you know, that's something I remember talking to David before about, is that, like, Art isn't going to lose in any way, shape, or form. So he's more creative when he does kill someone because he knows he's got time. He's not pressed for anything. He's enjoying himself. Um, And in which this scene took full... I don't want to say it's captivating, but it had my full attention. Same. I was in the theater. I had my bucket of popcorn. I was like, hold up. Wait, wait. We're done, right? And it'll like <laughs> cut away and then come back. I'm like, bruh, what? What else are you going to do? She ain't got you nothing that, left. Were you able to finish that popcorn in the theater? Yes. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think about the Chris Jericho uh, cameo? I was okay. I mean, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Chris Jericho. Like, I feel like it was overhyped. But, I mean. Well, I do wonder if there was something else to it. I was like, oh, his cameo is an end credit scene? I think I was expecting more out of it by the way that people were hyping it up. So, Mm -hmm. I I mean, you could be right. It could be like there might be a deleted scene. Yeah, because even in the um, intro, he's in the intro. Like most right. people with the end credit scene, you know, I've just been trained by Marvel, obviously. You don't <laughs> put who's in the bonus feature in the credits. Uh, uh, and then there was a brief cameo by Felissa Rose. Yeah, I was wondering what her character was going to be because when they announced <laughs> her, I was like, oh, is she going to get killed by him? Oh my gosh, like what character is she going to be? And it was like, Oh, she's she's a teacher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I love Felissa Rose. I'm gonna watch whatever she's in, but I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, uh speaking of that, you tagged me in something on Twitter. My bloody camp. Oh yeah. And I was just like, that that sounds so familiar. I'm like, what is why is that so familiar? And I was like, Oh, I hope fund that film. Like, I have a copy. How do you not remember the stuff you support? Uh, I I forgot. It was like, it was bothering me. And then I went to my uh, uh, Blu-ray shelf. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I have a copy right here. I'm going to start keeping a document of all the stuff that you fund. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to text you like every month. Okay, Greg. <laughs> what have you donated? Because <laughs> well, it was only, it was only because they shot in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I remember at one point, like I was thinking about going down there, 
we were exchanging messages uh, on Twitter, and then it just didn't work out. But yeah, so when you posted it, I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like that movie's out on Tubi, but I'm not sure. Are there something similar to it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't looked, and truth be told, I didn't watch it. <laughs> not because I don't want to watch it. It's uh, I clearly forgot that that had happened, and then like I still have Candyman on Blu-ray that I haven't opened yet. I need to buy that. Which one? The new one. Yeah, new one. How many? So with Terrifier two, like how many star? Wait a minute. Out of five, Arthur Clown sacks. <laughs> what kind of sacks? Which one? I know it sounds gross. I said it loud. The bag of <laughs> the bag of goodies. <laughs> how many would you guys give Terrifier two? First off, let me say that the whole cast of Terrifier 2 are going to be at Horrorhound in March, and I cannot wait. I don't care how many times I see Damien and David. I'm going to see them. <laughs> oh, you know what? I meant to say this. That Laura or Lauren uh-huh. did a great job in this film. She did. She did. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't remember what your first name is, but because I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> But All right, moving on. Oh, oh, our ratings for Terrifier 2. Yeah, that's what I meant, moving on. To. Oh, okay, who wants to go first? Nose, nose goes. That's definitely a visual thing. <laughs> but just so you know, uh, Devin lost. <laughs> so I go first? Yes. So out of five art sacks, um, <laughs> I'll give it two and a half. Huh? Hey, okay. I appreciate the movie like in its existence. I'm just I am personally not a fan of this style of film of, of movies, that's all. I respect that. I respect that. But you are wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, how many I wonder how many sacks you give it. I give it ha. I'll give it. Ah, that's tough. I'm gonna give it four. Um, mm, I really thought you were gonna say five. No, four. Um, I'm a I'm a hardcore art the clown girl. I love you some art, but um, I feel like the length of the movie could have been trimmed down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Um, I. Yeah, I think that's just like my biggest con about it. It was like, I was just, just the time length of it. I mean, I don't care. I mean, like, I'm going to watch the movie no matter what. I'm usually not the one to complain about the length of a movie. But with this movie in particular, I feel like I felt like it just dragged it out longer than it should be. Because I'm like, do we really need to see, do, do we really need this part? No, we could trim it down. Mm-hmm. But... That's that's yeah. all I can really say about it. I really like the characters. Um, what was her name? Sienna and what was her brother's name? Oh my gosh, Jonathan. Jonathan, that's why. Jonathan and Sienna, they were a, they're great. I I love their characters. Um, 
I can't wait to see what's in store for part three. I can't wait to like, like to figure out like pretty much the origin. I feel like they're going to go into depth with the origin of art and how Sienna and Jonathan's father is like, how is he in that mix? And I have yeah. some theories. So there's some like loose threads there that didn't for two and a half hours didn't get buttoned up at all. Because um, it makes it seem like her father either conjured art or her father is art, but I feel like she would recognize her father even if it was in the makeup. Yeah, I think like what my theories that I think I'm going to go with is that I, I, there's two. Either their father created art or because they said his, they said their father was like uh he drew right like he was an artist mm -hmm. so i feel like maybe he created art and there was some type of supernatural occurrence that happened and art came to life or maybe or maybe like their father had an encounter with art and like became obsessed with him I don't know, something along those lines, but I don't, I don't think art is their daddy. <laughs> Maybe their uncle. Hey, Uncle Art. Also, speaking of illegitimate, uh, I need to know how what the little girl is under. Because it's not Art's daughter. It shows that she went missing like previously at the carnival. Yeah. So does, and like Art's never, I don't know, transferred power to someone he's killed before. So like, no, he's not Michael Myers. <clears throat> well, 2022 Myers or 79? 2022 2022 Myers. Well, she's, they consider she's an entity, so I'm trying to figure out. So. She was part of a. She was part of like what a circus? No, she she got killed. What I can't think. <laughs> was she kidnapped from a carnival or something? Yeah, she or whatever. It, well, I can't remember if she was kidnapped or killed, but it had to do with that carnival. Like it happened there. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to watch it again to figure that out because I was trying to figure. I was trying to determine that myself. I was just like, I don't know. But I don't want yeah. to stress myself out. I thought for as long as they spent at the carnival, it was going to be something like Sienna found that girl's dead remains and like freed her. And so the little girl took art out for them. You know, not Dream Warrior style, but similar. <laughs> uh, that being said, I'm going to give this a three nuts or art sacks. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think. Um, I'm right there with you guys. The movie could have been shorter. And um yeah, I wouldn't even mind if on DVD we just had the horror cut and we just trim some of that out. Going the exact opposite. Cause I feel like a director's cut of this film is gonna be like four hours. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> just I wanna watch this with edibles. I'm just kidding. That'd be the way to do it. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, get to the elephant in the room. Halloween ends. Ooh, I can't Halloween. wait to hear y'all thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> the horror community has spoken about this film at length. 
some pro, some very, very, very against. Really? We are. Oh yes. <laughs> but it is the end of this time. We got it right, David Gordon Green. Uh, it's trilogy. Which yeah. I gotta say, I'm I'm a big fan of the David Gordon Green trilogy. I am. Sue me. I it's flawed for sure, but I love it. I'm interested to see how he takes on the Exorcist because that's gonna be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So y'all should already know that the sex part two is gonna be horrible. That's going to be the heretic, and then it'll get better by the third. <laughs> like, if y'all think the fans are divided over how he treated the Halloween franchise, I think Exorcist might be a revolt because it's, I, I think it's just as regarded, if not more, than the original Halloween. I mean, it's, it's considered one of the best movies of all time. You know, I was just thinking this in my mind as far as part three for part three like exorcist three definitely has a cult following kind of like season of the witch oh yeah i didn't think about that so i wonder young brad dorf yeah exorcist three is actually pretty good yeah i came around on it i think you sold me on it it was within the recent years that uh of this podcast wasn't before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Well, I, I went first last time, so I don't want to get raked or raked over the coals. So <laughs> I want Gray to go first. Yes, Gray. I don't. <laughs> I don't know where your extra emphasis came in there, Ash. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ash trying to be the first. All right, I so. Not sure if you guys saw uh, Bobby's YouTube channel or not, but mm-hmm. I was not a fan of this film. However, within participating in that panel, I realized by the end of it, I actually think I did like the film, and it turns out I do like the film. <laughs> um, so I really had a moment of growth right on YouTube. See, that YouTube does good. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I realized that three major things are going on here. One, no one's ever taken the helm of a horror franchise for a trilogy complete. Like the same team, it was on purpose. There was, aside from COVID, a trajectory. Uh, I know you guys mentioned Hatchet before, but that was kind of like dependent upon the success of the film. Halloween, we knew we were going to get three. And that was the best part because other than them adapting things because of COVID, I I remember the original uh, Halloween ends was supposed to take place right after Halloween kills. Uh And because of COVID, it gave him more time to think about how is Lori going to fight someone if she's still not healed. And so COVID to your manage, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The idea that evil is evil and not a vessel or evil only occupies vessels is an interesting theory. Uh, did they do a horrible job of setting up Corey? Yes. Corey should have been mentioned, seen, or whatever, either in kills or 
in Halloween uh, 2018. Mm-hmm, Whether mm-hmm, people are just mm-hmm. talking about him killing a kid or what. Um, just so we're familiar and there's a payoff. Not us see him kill a kid at the beginning of the film. Great cold open. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Payoff. I should have laughed, but yeah. <laughs> I've never seen recoil on a neck so hard in my life. Oh, gosh, that hurt. I... <laughs> Like I don't know what scenes they had to cut to get that in, but it was worth it. That took me. That took me a minute because I was like, "Wait a minute. Wait, did his neck snap? Or wait, wait." I was so confused. It took me a while. I was like, "So he didn't bust his head? Wait, did he bust his head open? Did he twist it? Did, what happened?" But and I laughed. I'm sorry. I laughed. It was Once shocking. I realized so what I saw, I think I chuckled too. I was like, <laughs> God damn, okay. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, and it's going to be controversial. But, I mean, he kind of deserved it. <laughs> I, I mean, he was a little shit. He was a little shit. And not, yeah. not to the extent of like getting killed, but. I mean, if he would have got injured, then... yeah, I would have been happy. Yeah. yeah. Man, Halloween. No, I mean, second it, he deserved it. It wasn't like it's one <laughs> thing to fuck with your babysitter, but like he took a weapon, right? So that kid didn't even know how this was gonna end. He just knew he was gonna mess with him hard. Yeah, I. I, I guess I I really enjoy Halloween Ends. I re, I think I I'm gonna guess that I probably like it. I don't know. I really like it a lot. I was gonna say I think I might might like it better than the both of you <laughs> from what I've seen, but um, it has a lot of flaws. A lot of flaws. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh. Oh, so should I go next or? Go ahead, then yeah. finish, finish it. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, I don't... Okay, I'm just going to point out the negative first. Like, I don't know the rules of this trilogy anymore and, like, what Michael Myers is. Because in Halloween 2018, Laurie is adamant on saying that he's a mortal man. And then in Halloween Kills, which takes place a day later, she's like, nah, he's superhuman. And, like, the more he kills, the more powerful he gets. And then we see he, like, he he survives a pitchfork and a fire and an iron and all these other crazy things. And then for some reason, the Halloween ends, she's like, yeah, he's a man. He's a regular man. So I, I don't know what Michael Myers really actually is in this story. I, I, I have a theory about this. It's okay. all of the above. My theory is that Michael Myers is a person, a man. Michael okay. Myers, when he wears the mask on Halloween, uh, is the incumbent of evil. And then that's why when you see in Halloween Ends, Michael is killing people, but he's withering away. My theory mm-hmm. on this is that because in this timeline, Michael killed his sister, tried to kill Lori, both on Halloween nights, he's never lived in the free world in a different day. So he doesn't know himself that the mask doesn't work except for on Halloween. 
So he's killing people randomly throughout the year, but he's not powering up. And then finally, his body's just done, and that's why he has to transfer to Corey. I mean, homeboy was wheezing and struggling, like... <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's actually breathing harder than me! <laughs> but it's, like, one of those things that, like, I think what's so hard for horror fans is, like, never meet your idols. So when you see Michael Myers getting knocked over in a sewer... Just By like, a scrawny kid! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... <laughs> That was tough. That was tough watching. <laughs> but I, I I appreciate those bold choices that are probably not popular with most of the fans. Because this is what, part 12, ultimately, in this whole 13. franchise? 13? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least it's something different. And it, it, it's I don't think it betrays the core of the characters in their world that much. Any more than him being part of a ancient cult, uh, Celtic uh, cult. So I don't know. I'm a fan. Did you did you like that? Um, I don't know. Allison is having like a bad girl error. Okay, so I I actually <laughs> did like Allison in this movie, but this brings me to another issue I have with this trilogy: is timing and space issues. Because in the context of this movie, she met Corey on what October 29th, mm-hmm. and then on October tw- October 31st, they're talking about running away together and burning it all down. I'm like, you don't know this guy, so I don't. I, and I'm not convinced that she's fallen in love with him, or that she would trust him after everything she's been through after a day and a half. Well, she was also dating a cop that was like 40 or whatever oh, before okay. that. So, again, nothing wrong with age got love, but clearly (laughs) she's on a destructive path. Yeah, bad choices, not necessarily who she partners with. But I don't, I didn't mind the bad girl era. I just her choices because she's what uh, twenty twenty one, twenty two years old in this movie. At best, her yeah, her thought pattern was like she's a seventeen year old girl again in the first film. Mm-hmm. I think like with with Alice, I did like her a little bit more in this movie. Uh, I think her whole thing was like she latched on to Cora because she saw that like he was he had a traumatized pa- traumatized past just like her, so that way like they can relate to each other. And she wanted to hold on to that mm-hmm. and like make that like a reason for her to act the way she did. Yeah, uh. I mean, they, they were definitely social outcasts in their town because of something that happened on Halloween night, ultimately. Yeah. And I, they're yeah. more or less blamed for the town's trauma. And I, so I get that connection, but it was just like a day and a half. So that kind of goes back to a point I think you made earlier, Greg, where this Corey character should have been mentioned at least in one of the earlier films. Because mm-hmm. that would have made them classmates, right? No, because Corey's no. older. Corey's like oh, yeah, Corey's like 24, yeah, 24, 25. Okay. Yeah. So, I right. mean, okay. Or if I, had the Corey murder happened maybe prior to what happened in 2018, just, I mean, they mentioned 
the Dr. Mathis character briefly in Halloween Kills and actually introduced him in this one. So mm-hmm. they have the capability of doing that right. <laughs> with random characters. I don't know why they didn't do it with this. Also, one more thing I didn't understand, too. In the beginning, when Corey arrives at the house and the mother is going over the rules for the, the little boy, she's saying he's, he's really freaked out about what happened last year, so you have to you know, take extra care of him. Why was that added in? Because that had nothing to do with what happened afterwards. The little boy was a little shit. Yeah, and the, the bedwetting stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that made no I was sense. Never gonna see a bed again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, I do. I look at it. I look at the Lori pairing with Corey as like a uh, a nod to the Thorn theory. Instead of these triangle tattoos, it's just a group of people who are connected together because they looked in the eyes of evil. Uh, versus, you know, henchmen, doctors, three different cuts of a movie. <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to go back and revisit that movie because it's been some years, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. You know the problem with it, and this, this is where David Gordon Green will excel in history down the road, is that they tried to shoe in this thorn thing as if it existed in 4 and 5. Like, Halloween 4, 5, and 6 are supposed to be a trilogy. Most people do not know that and never catch on. Mm-hmm. And because of recasting as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, aspect, again, thank you, David, because we didn't have to worry about recasting. I hate it that, that we bring Kyle Richards back just to be a bartender. I... And to reenact one of her most famous scenes. That was, that was, that was one of my cons about this movie. But I guess she only had like a week to film. But uh, so, like, I'll go down my list of things. Uh, a lot can be done in a week. Like the bar she's bartending at looks to me like a modern day version of the bar in Part Four. Mm-hmm. It was like they went through the trouble of reconstructing that for Haddonfield, that they couldn't give her like one badass scene or kill her. Fuck it. Right, she could have had an encounter with Corey or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I wish they kind of introduced us to Corey in the earlier films. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's up with, like, these group of bully kids? <laughs> like, in Halloween, Halloween Kills, we had a, a trio of kids being shitheads. This time we have a group of like band kids terrorizing Oh wait, did us. you did you guys pick up on the bully kids from Halloween Kills are like I, I'm assuming the parents of the asshole cop that was Allison's ex-boyfriend? In this right. One? Okay, I, was, I just made that discovery today. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Very crappy. <laughs> wait a minute, was go back. The, what was that? The bully kids from Halloween Kills? Uh-huh. The they are the Mulanies. They're the parents, I guess, or family of the Allison's ex-boyfriend cop in Halloween Ends. Officer oh. Mulaney. Yeah, they share the same last name. Gotcha. That was not the payoff I thought was going to happen at all. No. <laughs> uh, no. Corey's last name is Mulaney, and we just don't know it. And he was just, him and his brother are fighting over the same girl. Yeah. That would be interesting. 
Same girl, same girl. Okay. Um, see Michael Myers in a cell with R. Kelly. <laughs> uh uh. So rude. Sorry. <laughs> That's where he's been for four years in Atlanta Correction Facility. I could. So, the one thing I do appreciate about this film is that it was something I was not expecting. And I tried my damnest to avoid the trailers like i saw like the teaser trailer but when it came to like the final trailer i was like nope i can't watch it i don't want to see it mm-hmm. and i was just i was not expecting any of this it fooled me it's a good thing and it's and it's a bad thing okay um i'm actually shocked that sandra survived but something told me that she was going to Who's Sandra? Uh, was that her name? Sandra? The one, the, the great. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was really shocked to see that she had survived. Yeah. Um, Lunel? Is that her name? No, that's not Lunel. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was that was my bad. Because she, she does look like Lunel. Yeah. I mean, I guess she, like, in real life, I assume her and David Gordon Green are just good friends, because she's in all three. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this one, it seemed like it was shoehorned in. Like, that interaction in the parking lot for Lori didn't need to happen. Like, she already knows the fucking town hates her. That ain't, you know what I mean? That's just one person in 40 years? No. Lori gets that shit every day. Yeah, I mean, I get it from a storytelling storytelling point, though, because I mean, I guess it just went to show how much how misguided the town was in blaming her. Like, I guess it is, you know, Mary. How often women are um, not believed, or how we like to put more blame on women in, in certain cases. Because he also the DJ also uh, victimized Allison with and, and and Lori when he was ranting to them. Um, like saying that we were, they were teasing a man who had um, brain damage or something. So it was also, I think, just showing how this town was just misguided and, and how they were also placing misguided um, anger on Lori. That's what I thought, but. I mean, I'm uh, going to accept that. I, I hated the whole DJ scene altogether. I mean, we do get a cameo by Diana Prince, but like you could have probably put her anywhere else. I love this kill though. Oh yeah, that was my favorite kill. Yeah, that was, was like, oh that that was so so graphic. <laughs> Never look at a turntable the same. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was just weighing on because he was getting on my nerves, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just there was just so many things that that could have happened with this film and this is what we got and I'm actually okay with it and I know one of the biggest like complaints of the movie was like I was expecting a a, a way better uh, battle between Lori and Michael like I was expecting a whole movie to be about them battling it out I it's- think it was pretty good for two senior citizens I don't, I don't know if you were expecting <laughs> I mean, but that's real, though. I mean, these characters, <laughs> Lori is, what, like, 70, I think? I think yeah. I don't know, 65? I don't want to see her bust an ass like that. She'll break a hip. Oh, not with all the activity. 
no. <laughs> that last scene would have been so different if she had a displaced hip. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um okay. Uh, those I I do want to say those band school geeks were annoying, but yes. I love seeing all of them getting taken out. Oh, especially with homegirl climbing up the fence that she got squished on. Oh yeah. I want to know what is the deal with Haddonfield band geeks. Because you remember they did the same thing to Loomis in part four or part five when he was stranded on the road. The, uh-huh. the band geeks <laughs> fucked with them. <laughs> That's right. It's like, what's with this town where the band is the bullies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally get away with everything. Why not retcon Judy Greer? Was she missing from this movie? Uh, Archival footage. No, I mean, like, did you miss her presence or her character in this movie? Yeah, everyone needs a little Karen Christmas cheer. (laughs) I still, I'm still in disbelief that they killed her off. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, same thing with like bringing Julian back with non-speaking roles. Yeah, he was only there for 10 seconds. Yeah. I was just like, what? That's a fan favorite, David. You missed a big opportunity. Well, what would you get? What did you guys think overall of the movie? So out of five, what? <laughs> um Five Michael Myers masks. <laughs> five pairs of Corey's lips. I'm just kidding. I'm just he kidding. Was a, he was a cutie. Yeah, he, he was cute, yeah. You know, there there was a whole different... I'm sorry, I know you guys were about to wrap that up and I'm going back in on it. But there was a whole, like, trauma, sexual abuse storyline that never got fleshed out with Corey and his home life. Yeah. Yeah, he had a very um, uh, Margaret White type mother, and that there wasn't much backstory given to that either, other than his mom is just crazy, which felt which would seem really reductive in a way. Yeah, and who was the, who was the guy? Was that his dad or his uncle? That was his uh, boss and the mom. So, like the mom's boyfriend. The he boyfriend. So that was like his father figure. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I could have used a little bit more there. Because even when he gave him the motorcycle, I thought it was a boss giving an employee a way, reliable way to get to work. Not, hey, I know we leave the house at the same time every day, but I'm going to let you ride that fucking bike. Like, what? <laughs> and then you see him at a dinner table. You're like, oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not like Corey's got somewhere to hang out. He's a murderer. Like, huh? Getting beat up by band geeks over chocolate milk. I I really enjoy even you know the the style of the film as well. I mean, I think it, the movie looked great. Um, obviously, I love the the opening, which is a callback to Season of the Witch. But even just some of the 
like the, the coloring in the movie and, and just the camera angles, the scenes involving where Corey and Allison are at the DJ station on the roof. This mm-hmm. film had like a an eight, a mid eighties Stephen King esque like look to it, which I also really appreciate. I love that you brought that up because um, one of the shows that I'm like obsessed with, Fear the Talking Queers, they brought that up. They're like, I was getting like oh. <laughs> the eighties like John Hughes mixed like feeling with this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that that vibe to it, which feels on brand for David Gordon Green. Um, but it, it also made the movie look different from Kills in 2018 to me. So, and also I think the film had a more ambitious story it wanted to tell, <laughs> although the execution wasn't great. But I think it was ultimately trying to talk about how this town of, of Haddonfield was affected by something that happened 40, over 40 years ago in this case, and how they've never healed and how the blame is always placed somewhere else. Um, so maybe with the next trilogy, we'll, it'll be like done by someone at A24. Maybe we'll get something maybe more deep. Or maybe we don't want that. Maybe we'll just want a regular slasher film again. I... And I, I, I know we're probably going to get another Halloween film, but I kind of don't want another one. I'm I'm getting burnt out with all these remakes, reimaginings. Like, just give us something new. Like, what, what more could they possibly do with Halloween? Like, where can the story go? Set it at Christmas. <laughs> Well, I think you bring up an interesting point because the rights have reverted, so David Gordon Green can't make another one. But given the success of this, someone's going to make another one. And uh, definitely glad that's why Michael got thrown in the wood chipper. Because, I mean, if you think about it, in order, if anyone picked up from this storyline, you can't use Michael Myers again. Yeah. No, and no actor, no character from this storyline, I think, will carry over to the next one. So no, I mean, otherwise stretch. you would have to accept that you can't use Michael. Right. But I do think this opens the door. Because uh, basically David Gordon Green remade part one, part two, and part three, right? Just in a modern day version, using the same character. So it's like a sequel to a franchise within the original franchise or a new timeline of a franchise. Uh, so if someone were to, or maybe even David Gordon Green, I wouldn't be opposed. People might be upset. Uh, started over with four, five, and six. And then you don't need these characters. What do you mean, like, start over with, like, a new storyline, a, a non-Michael Myers storyline? Yeah. Like, flesh out the thorn part of, like, the evil society and then bring in the Jamie character and or Daniel Harris. See, I'll be okay with that. As long as they're not trying to, like, oh, we're going to have to, like, recast Lori or recast this character. Like, that would be a good trilogy to, to dive into. Yeah, you can still keep 79 as canon. 
and that Lori died giving birth to Jamie, and Jamie's eventually, hopefully, not get raped by her uncle. Such a wild! I cannot believe they went with that. A lot of people glaze over that, <laughs> but that is—I mean, there's a chance to fix all that and just make it one congruent story, and every Michael's wearing the same mask. <laughs> How would you guys feel? I mean, let's like take away the rights issues and stuff aside. With there being a continuation of this Halloween uh, trilogy, but with Corey as the new killer, I would like that. I I need him to put on a mask and suspension of disbelief. Yeah, Part yeah. Of this he'll that took me out of it was that Corey is shorter than Allison. That's hey, not nothing wrong with that. Uh uh-uh, uh, nothing wrong with that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Michael Myers has been over six feet tall my whole life. So to watch new Michael get overshadowed by Allison and Flats just did not help me. <laughs> the short guys are the ones that get the work done. I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> and uh, I forget his name, Johan. The actor that plays Corey, uh-huh. much oh, respect Rohan. to him. What's yeah. his name? Rohan Campbell. Oh, Rohan. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Hardy Boys TV show. But just for him to be like, oh, you want me to take over the moniker of Michael Myers and carry all yeah. this weight on my shoulders? Like, he did a good job with what he had. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the kid's like, what, 25, and he's playing a 40-year-old icon, or he's trying to fill the shoes of a 40-year-old icon in horror? That's hard. For anyone. <laughs> yep. Let's see. I'm to see what all he's been in. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's yeah Canadian. I, I, I would be okay with him sort of taking over as the character in the mask for a while. I mean, because I also noticed the way he killed and the way he interacted with people was different. He was more aggressive in his, mm-hmm. he was killing the doctor and he was banging against the window. It was a more of a, like a manic desperation to the way he killed than Michael. So it would have, I think it would have been different. I just, I think I would have been okay with it. I don't know if the fan base largely, how they would have reacted to it. I mean, if 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 a part for War Two happened in this timeline, and it opens with Allison going to visit him in whatever asylum he got stuck in, I would be okay with that. But at some point, he's got to convert over to the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many different storylines that this franchise could tackle on. And I, I did look it up. I was a little wrong. Uh, Andy Maddich is five <laughs> eight and a half. He is five foot nine. But you know, in the right shoe, <laughs> someone is definitely taller than him. Well, I think I'm with Ash on as much as I love the the Halloween series and Michael Myers. I I can t- we can take a little bit of a break for right now. And get more Art the Clowns and maybe another Candyman or so. Or resurrect Freddy Krueger. Shit. They're trying. We got to find the right person to play that. Yeah. 
what do you guys think of this? Uh, did we rate this yet? No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'll give it three and a half broken kids next. Oh. What say you, Devin? <laughs> Out of five, I'll give it three and a half as well. Um, out of five, I give it one. I'm just kidding. Out of five, I give it, I give it a three. Okay. I was okay. actually a big fan of it. And everyone's okay. like, this was hard. But I was like, well, did you see, did you pay attention to the nods to this, 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 this? Like, yeah. the way I was, I was like, like when people were asking about, I was like, it's not your typical Halloween movie, so if you're expecting this, you're not going to get it. Yeah, it's it's probably the most ambitious Halloween. Oh shit, we've had I don't know in <laughs> in, in a hot minute, probably since H two O. Um, so I'm I'm. I'm I'm a fan of it. I actually, and I do think it'll look back. It'll be looked back more favorably, in later on, maybe in a, about a decade. Yeah. Grants. Um, so with that out of the way, I do want to ask this. I got I got a little bit of horror news. I guess now I'm realizing Ooh. you guys are aware. I'm, you were talking about horror icons. Uh, that we are getting a Friday the 13th prequel. Yes. Uh, Brian Fuller at the helm is writer, showrunner, and executive producer uh, out of the A24 house. This is very exciting because, as we know, the Friday the 13th franchise has been in a hell of a legal battle for uh, ever. Yeah, seems like it. And this is kind of an offshoot of it. I know people were originally uh, worried because they didn't think that this has to be a prequel because of XYZ reason. And actually, the judge's decision is that A24 will get full access to the Friday the 13th catalog. It can just never leave streaming TV show. It can never be a feature film. So they could utilize anything that's ever happened in the history of Crystal Lake as canon, bring back legacy characters if need be. Um, they just can never go to the big screen. Interesting. I think okay. opens things up quite a bit, especially if we make it past the first season. Yeah. Isn't it Peacock? Yeah, Peacock. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm excited for this. As, as excited as I am, I still want a traditional Friday the 13th movie at the theaters. But this is, um, it, there's so much potential for this property because it's so simple. And Brian Fuller, my gosh, he's so fucking talented. And, and he's already one of us, thanks to Hannibal. So <laughs> if he can give us Hannibal, I'm, I'm quite excited about Crystal Lake. Yeah, I think there's a lot of work to be done here because I, I I know on Twitter at least when this was announced, people were a little deterred because they didn't think Jason would be able to be don the hockey mask. Right? You can have uh, '80s colloquialism, a mongoloid, not present day, uh, but you can't have the man behind the mask. But I think the fact that we can have Kid Jason, 
eventually age him up to I'm gonna say zombie Jason. I think everyone understands he is a zombie of some or a deadite. Um, <laughs> very deadite. Exciting. Well, I mean, I said deadite because I've seen the, the theories. He's definitely the undead, a revenant, zombie, deadite, whatever uh, you believe in. No, I totally agree. I, I connect him with the Evil Dead series, so yeah, for sure. Because isn't the, the Book of the Dead and Jason Goes to Hell, I think? Yes. Yeah. Which I did not watch this season. I normally watch it every Halloween season, and I did not. <gasps> I just had to play in the background yesterday when I was working, but I was not paying close attention. Maybe I'll have to put it on before bed. <laughs> little feel-good music for the people. <laughs> All right, so that was my horror news. Uh, let's move on. Did I want to ask you a question, because I saw this film, and I didn't really think I was going to see it, and I did see it, and I liked it. Uh, Pray for the Devil. Did you guys see this? Pray for the Devil. No. Uh -oh. Okay. How about Don't Worry, Darling? Yes. No. All right. I'm going to take the yes. That's what I heard first. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I have it in my queue, but I just haven't watched it yet. All right. Devin, what did you think? No spoilers for Ash. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, you I'm, can I'm... spoil it for me. It's all good. I mean, I'm going on all of the online chatter, and I'm aware of all the behind-the-scenes drama with, you know, the Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh and the Harry Styles of it all. But I didn't think the movie was that bad. It's not a great film, and it definitely falls apart towards, I don't know, like the last third of the movie. But it was okay. Mm -hmm. I was interested. I was entertained. And also, I didn't think Harry Styles was that bad of an actor in the movie either. Like, he's not putting... Daniel Day-Lewis out of business anytime soon, but yeah. the material also didn't really call for it either. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I... Oh, yeah, he did a serviceable job. Like I think uh, it makes me feel a little bit more relaxed, because he's going to play Thanos' brother in the upcoming Marvel Universe. And I was just mm -hmm. like, I hate the cash grab, but I mean... I think he held his own pretty well. I do. And Florence Pugh, yeah. I mean, oh my fucking God. I love her. What can this woman not do? She's a really talented actress. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not sure. This sounds weird because Olivia Wilde is the director of the film. I'm not sure if her character was needed. And, you know, it could have just been editing. She didn't edit her. And that, that character could have had more to do. But I think the film could have been fine with not having that character at all or having anyone else in that role. You don't want her. Did you not want her in the role or you just didn't think the character at all was necessary? Well, normally when a director puts themselves in the film, even if it's for a couple minutes, it's kind of like a it's one of two things, right? It's either just a quick little nod and you're like, oh, that's the director of the film. Or, like, they make an impactful whatever it is. Like, even, uh, what's his name? Chris Creepy Fine? Tarantino in Pulp Fiction. Oh. Like, his little five, ten minute scene is impactful for all the wrong reasons, but impactful nonetheless. 
or Stan Lee making a cameo in every Marvel movie before he passed. Oh, so you didn't think her character was really okay? I get it. I I liked her character. I thought her character served a purpose. Um, but I don't know. I didn't. Ex- I didn't know she was in the movie as well until I started watching. I also didn't know Nick Kroll was in the movie either. Um, that kind of threw me for oh, a yeah. loop. <laughs> I didn't recognize him until like the third act when he's running outside. I was like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> but overall, it it's... Yeah, like the movie, I, I was entertained by it, but I'm not going to give it a, a, a critical analysis. Like, it wasn't that inspired of a movie you've certainly it's it's like a it's a step for wives episode of black mirror is the best way I would describe oh it. okay i like that um, yeah like that's that's how it is it's good it's not entirely unique or original but it's fun it passes the time what can i say <laughs> no i remember Oh, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this, right? That's who. Yeah, that was part of the drama. (laughs) I think we would have got more of an intense movie if he was in it. I can't see him playing it the same way Harry did. No, I I like Shia too. Like that. He'll he'll find his role. <laughs> well, you you know, if I ever meet him, like one, I know he gets a bad rap for the most part of just existing, but I do like in the midst of all this drama, and he was like, "No, I got receipts. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Y'all aren't gonna blame this one on me." <laughs> and I I love that for him one hundred percent. Yeah, because like when the the drama first happened, like you didn't know Shia was like even part of that equation like he's out here trying to live his best life and then next you know he's just like bruh <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah he like, came through right like y'all dragged him into this and yeah i mean there's so much drama behind the film that i think that that could i think that's what kind uh, of took me out like that's kind of making me hesitant to see the movie yeah, and I think probably hurt its performance as well because more people just read the tabloids and actually go see the film. And I know for at least a stint, Florence Pugh wasn't even uh, promoting the film. Um, which, you know, your co-star is maybe canoodling with the director and the director is going through a divorce. And then you have Chris Pine doing whatever shit he does. It's a lot going on. Wait, is Chris Pine... Chris Pine... A little problematic. No, uh, like the, him and Harry may have not been getting along on set, but it's like, oh, it could just been because of the unprofessionalism. <laughs> and then, like that was the other thing. Florence Pugh is friends with Olivia Wilde, knowing that she is quote unquote not faithful to her husband, and uh, you know, putting her in a hard position. Is what I read. Obviously. I don't know, Florence. Florence, I'd love to meet you, though. I'll be in Black Widow, too. I don't know how true this is, either, but I read that, like, Florence and Harry, like, initially fooled around, like, at the very beginning or something before he got with Olivia. Um, 
and that led to some of their issues, apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It's Harry Styles. He's getting around with everyone. I don't. I I do not find him attractive. And I don't get it. I I just don't get it. <laughs> I do. Everybody has a case, I guess. I'm just like, okay, y'all can have him. There's just I don't know how to like to describe it. I I really don't. It's like you know how like some people like try their hardest to like be good, like good looking, sexy, and all that stuff. Like they're they're trying really hard. Mm-hmm. He's just being himself. Like <laughs> like I don't know how to describe it. He I think sing. he's just like like tiny. <laughs> he he looks like a He's bug a... in a way. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know what kind of bug, but a bug for sure. Like a scrawny tattooed bug. Like a like a I don't know, a spider. Oh. Don't or say something. that. <laughs> I I don't know. He's just, there's just something about him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> if, he, if he were to ask me to do something, I'll probably do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask why, but. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, please watch the film. Let us know what you think once you see it. I'm going to stare us to hopefully a film I believe all of us saw. Smile. No. It's, it's streaming now, like as of November 16th, it became available on Paramount Plus. Well, it came out on the 15th, but. Okay. Devin, do you see it? I saw it, but I saw it at the drive in, and I was um, not sober, so I don't <laughs> have a clear <laughs> memory of the movie. I do remember really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, it's a fun one. I don't think it's anything that is going to generate multiple sequels. I can see maybe getting another one just because, uh, uh, is it, it's the number two horror movie of the year. Second to Nope. Really? Wow. That is so impressive. It's about to hit the 250 mark. Really? Uh, worldwide. Yeah. That's and impressive. As of today, I believe it came out the last weekend of September, and it's only the third week of November. Well, for shit. a horror movie. That's not a sequel, not a remake, not an adaptation. Right. No A-list actors or stars in it. Uh, not that I remember. I mean, Kyle Gar- Oh, I mean, Judy has, Reyes is in the film. Yeah, I have people, but you know. Yeah. Kyle Penn's in the film. Kyle Gallner. People I really yeah, like. Kyle Gallner. I really like him. Yeah. I think that's huh. it. Yeah. But from what I remember, I enjoyed Smile. I just don't remember much of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good film if you just want to go for a ride. It's rated R, so like it does get graphic. Uh, but you don't have to like take it too seriously at all. Yeah. 
Like you're not sitting there at the end trying to tie up loose strings. <laughs> you're just like that. Was yeah, we're not going to be dissecting it the way we can dissect like I don't know Halloween Ends or some other movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it um, so as Ash said, it's now streaming. Uh, you guys should go see one of the biggest films of the year. Yeah. So I want to say I don't know what's next on your list, but have like did either of you see Run Sweetheart Run? No, no, I don't, I don't even know that. <gasps> it's on my list. I keep meaning to watch it. It's on Prime. And I believe it's going to be on my list of top films for the year. Really? Yes. Okay. So I can't really. So pretty much, let's just say, to sum it all up, a business dinner slash date gone wrong. Okay. Now, you may think like, okay, but let me just say this movie definitely switches it all around and it's a whole different scenario and you're gonna be like what the fuck okay um i i on twitter i said this will be a perfect double feature with jennifer's body because like jennifer's body is like it's like a did we say jennifer's body is like a feminist film yeah yeah so it's along those lines. It's it's a it's a feminist film, but it's done in such a unique way that I was just like, wow! I like I remember I was like on the couch, and yeah, I took an edible, but before it <laughs> like like when it hit, I was just like, damn! <laughs> I think I might really like this movie. Like I was not expecting that. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, that. it's. Uh this week i've never seen this woman in anything else other than charlie's angels she was in the resident evil netflix show i haven't watched that yet oh wait i did watch that it came out earlier this year uh-huh yeah i did watch that yeah she's the bad sister like let's just say like this movie you're definitely on a journey Yeah, I'll add it to the weekend list. And it's on Amazon Prime. Because I remember when they first announced this movie, I was like, oh, when, when is it coming out? Like, I'm ready for it to come out. And I guess when COVID happened, it just messed it all up. And then, like, out of the blue, like, this year, it was like, oh, it's back? <laughs> Yeah, this one just squeaked by me. I've never even seen the uh, cover art. Yep. Because it's a 2020 film, but... Just now getting released. Yep. Oh, okay. Any other movies? Uh, Let's see. Sissy? Did y'all watch it? No. I did see Sissy. What did you think? I forgot what it was about. I remember liking it though. Let me, let me see yeah. exactly what the movie was about. Even though they gave gave the girl a messed up wig, yes, 
because the actress it's... has the actress has beautiful curly hair. I love this actress. Like I follow her career. And I was like, oh yes, and like they had her wear this wig. I'm like, what the fuck is this? The uh, Aisha D. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I did I really liked the movie. I really liked it. You know what it reminded me of was the you um, hear new me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. And it was just nice to see like a another black female lead. Yeah. I'm like okay horror movies this year okay. Yeah. She's not suffering from like racial trauma or something like that. It's just a regular final girl in a horror movie. Yes, yeah, so it's great. It's on it's on Shutter. Shutter original. Okay. Uh let's see. Oh, does it have is this the girl from Saved by the Bell? Huh? The uh canceled Saved by the Bell show from Oh, I forgot about that. No, which one? The lead girl? No, the uh, I just see a still of of these women. Hold on. Oh, I have another movie that I just recently watched. No, it's I'm not ready. I thought. It was... Oh, it's not the girl. No, I thought it was Alicia Pena, but it's not. Oh, so speak no evil, which is also another Shutter movie. Day. We'll see that. Let me ask with you right now. Two streaming services I've completely abandoned are Shutter <laughs> and Prime. I I'm just now getting back into my Prime. Well, it sounds like I have some catching up to do, but no, I have not seen it. I wanted to see this. Was it you really liked it? I it's been about like two weeks since I've seen it, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to process it. Oh no. So, it's not like that. It was just like a wow. Like, because I, I know I've seen people on Twitter talking about it. I'm like, okay, everyone's talking about this movie. I'm going to watch it. And like, I've been telling others who are like wanting to see it, who wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Let's just say choices mm-hmm. were made. And it's just a very, like, the ending is just like kind of. It's kind of like a deal, like, oh, shit. And that was my reaction to it. <laughs> like, okay. when it came to the climax, to the ending, I was like, damn. But, yeah, right. I I think it's worth a watch. It's more of a psychological horror movie rather than, like, yeah, a, okay, like a slasher. Okay. It builds okay. up. Oh, it's a slow build. Okay. Okay. Because you know something's wrong. And you're like, okay, so when is it going to happen? You're just waiting for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I really want to see that. Speak no evil. I'm trying to see. Okay. In uh, another one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other movies that... I've been watching. Um, oh, I finally watched Barbarian. 
What'd you think of Barbarian? I was not expecting any of that shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, so I see the, did I watch the trailer? Yeah, I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, so it's gonna be about this guy who broke into this Airbnb and he kidnaps women and he like puts them through hell. Like that was my impress. Like that's what I was thinking. And then watching the movie, I was I was shooketh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it takes I, a lot of turns. I really <laughs> like you think it's gonna go one way, but it actually goes another. Yeah. You're like, okay, what else is gonna happen? First off, I didn't know the movie took place in Detroit until I watched the movie. So of course I was excited. Um, <laughs> so speaking of that. How do you feel about some of these movies always taking place in Detroit and like their por- portrayal of it? Yeah, like it's kind of annoying. Like on one hand, in the uh, with a horror movie and the way it was done in Barbarian, I was not really offended by it or anything like that. But especially like in the in the two thousands when our economy was really or their economy was really in the shitter, uh, it was Detroit was used as like a punching bag for the rest of the nation, which felt was real really unfair. Uh-huh. So to see that sort of manifest it in a film is just sort of it's like I want to give a big middle finger to some people. Like when we were we were discussing um, "Don't Breathe" too, yep. which took place, and I remember Watch me taking, I remember me taking like offense is a strong word, but like a heavy side eye with some of the choices and some of the language that was used to sort yeah. of portray Detroit, especially when it's made by people who are non-Detroiters. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's it's offensive. It is offensive because it's 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 almost like finger wavy. Like people are pointing your fingers at Detroit like, haha, this is what you get for being like this. But it's Detroit is also on a major come up right now. So yeah. we can also not go with that narrative anymore, Hollywood. Yeah, I know I've been noticing that a lot lately. I'm like, well, what are they trying to say? Yeah, it's it's also very um, dog whistly too because I mean Detroit is Detroit's economic failure is rooted in racism and systematic uh, mismanagement, and that seems to be sort of glossed over. Yeah, um, mismanagement being an operative word for sure. Yeah. And then another thing, I don't know, maybe I was thinking too much into it. And I mean, this might be a little spoiler, but whatever. <laughs> so the homeless guy in the movie, mm-hmm. I was getting, and I hate saying this term, magical Negro vibes. Oh. And it was pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was just me who thought, who felt that way or. I, I, I see what you're saying. I think I would have felt the way if the lead girl wasn't. Yeah. Black. Um, but yeah, if like if she wasn't black, like for real, for real, I would have totally thought that. Um, especially when I feel like the other not the other Detroit natives were portrayed as mostly white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, but again, I guess it was sort of balanced because the lead was a black woman. For me, yeah. yeah. 
you know, I, I, I need to watch the film again. So, like, to me, this film got, like, a late resurgence. Because I saw whatever advanced screening, maybe, like, a week before it came out. And then it came out, and nobody was talking about it. No one saw it. I know people that still haven't watched it yet, and it's streaming. And I'm just like, to me, it's one of the best films of this year. I was like, how are people not watching this gym yet? So I just wait and wait and wait. Was it was it released in a, in a, as a wide release? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Because I remember I always had tick a tip my tickets for it, mm-hmm. and I like something would come up and I'll just cancel my reservations, and I'll just be like, oh, I'll just get to it like when it hits streaming. Yeah, because I mean, I remember hearing about it, but I I don't remember seeing it actually at the theaters. At least around me, I didn't. Yeah, it had a regular release. Hmm. Just not up to Devin's standards. <laughs> but also, it was in August, so like I think there's a gap there. Uh, I actually, I take that back. I also know why I didn't see it in theaters because I knew it was going to be straight released to HBO Max like in October or something. And it came out in August, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I knew, I think I knew that like already. So I was impressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost full time back in theaters. Open the Alamo Draft House near my house now. Got the little stupid subscription, which is a waste of money. I probably will cancel that. Is it- How much is it? Uh, it is. All right. So this, my grief about this, my grievance about this is because I live where I live. Not necessarily that some people won't find this of value. But uh, the Alamo Draft House season pass is $19.99 a month which is, isn't bad unless you live in a major city, New York, LA, in my case, DC area, which I am not really in. So I live in Northern Virginia, but I have to pay DC price for a theater that's in Virginia. Uh, Or I could drive 15 minutes South and pay $10 less a month. Okay. Like, there should be a better line than that. It should be state lines when it comes to that. Uh, anyway, plus they also charge you a $2 convenience fee, which anyone who's a member of AMC knows you don't get charged any fee. No. You pay the membership, and you watch the movie for genuinely free. So every time I want to watch a movie at Alma Draft House, I have to pay whatever X amount to, to do it. I think it's like $2. So okay. you pay 30 bucks a month. Plus two dollars a film. Uh-uh. Versus AMC, which I think is like $23.99 a month. And it depends feet. on which because they have different um packages. So I guess yeah. if you want the pass like for all the theaters, mm-hmm. Cause it depends on like which state, then I think it's like $23. I paid $19, well, $20. And yeah, I, I don't still have all the, those perks. I don't have the max one because I can't watch movies in New Jersey. I remember that because I travel for work. So um, there's one more that's bigger than that. But I, for the most part, I can watch a movie and most of the places I travel to. 
which is hella convenient when you think about how many AMCs there are in the world versus how many mm-hmm. Alamo's there are. So anyway, that's my great with Alamo. If you're listening, drop the stupid fee. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, if you go to Alamo Draft House, most people eat. I don't because when you go to movies as much as moviegoers go to, you, you've had it all. And it gets expensive. Yeah. But to the person that's like, this is an outing once or twice a month and they still have the subscription, that's your target mm-hmm. demographic of like, yeah, they're paying $30 a month and they're only seeing two movies. And then they're running up a $30, $60 check. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I'm going to be there a lot. And they've also suspended their rewards program. So, like, huh? even if you're going now, there is no benefit. And not AMC gives you a lot, but AMC has like the free icy every once in a while, birthday popcorn and stuff like yes, that. Yes, and the five dollar yes. kickback, however many points you get. Uh Alamo has nothing nationwide. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's you know, just an honest review of the situation. I love Alamo Draft House. I think I've mentioned it for the, however long we've had this podcast. Uh, and here I am in Virginia trying to go to one because it opened up next to my house. However, uh, get your house right. Like I remember, for example, a Royale with cheese burger item. Like I said, I've eaten this stuff many a times. When I first started going to Alamo Draft House, $11 for this burger with fries. It is now $18 in my market. The only thing that has changed is the bun, and now they put a lemon aioli on it. Uh-uh. Otherwise, it is the same $11 burger. Maybe I'll do a series where I just review Alamo Draft House food. <laughs> you should. You should. Anyway. I subscribe. <laughs> I, you know, maybe, maybe I will. I go to these places enough. Uh, last week, I saw three movies. It was fantastic. I was tired of shit by Thursday. But uh, uh, they had a Terror Tuesday. And then I got an early screening of the menu and something came out naturally. I forget. Hmm. I have to see if there was one near us. I know there they closed one that was near us. I don't but I feel like they might have reopened it. So I have to see. I don't have any up here. They're growing. I mean, maybe we should just all pitch in and own an Alamo Draft House. I'll be down. I mean, I think that that's how. I forget. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say the the original location was a downtown location, and at the time it was like a porn theater when it was taken over. I could have that wrong, but I know for fact for certain at one point the downtown location, which is now closed. Uh, was a porn theater sometime in Austin history. See, I like that. I, I like how it like, kind of took over in a space like that. It has that history. Yeah, but it also has the other history. There's definitely slave passages. Oh, or, I'm sorry, the help. Because oh. uh, you can go up and down them to get access to the... Anyway, I've said too much. <laughs> All right, well, I think uh, that should wrap it. I'm not even sure how long we've been going, but I think that's enough for people who miss us. Two hours. 
action-packed episode. One for the books. Devin, tell the kind people where they can find you. You can find me. I mean, for right now, you can find me still on Twitter at I Need You Jesse. I don't yeah. know how much longer that's gonna last. I need you, Jesse. <laughs> we we need to come up with a new platform. Yes. <laughs> I'm not fucking with Twitter at this point for a while. Um, and I'm also on Instagram um, at I Need You Jesse as well. Yeah. Would say you. All righty, you can find me on Twitter at Ash to Ashes. That's Ash with the X in the middle, Ashes. And also, you can follow my my show, Rise from the Dead, on Twitter at Rise from Dead Pod. I just uh, released my episode for Dead Dudes in the House, and in a few days, I'm about to say, by the time this release, I'll have another episode coming out, and I will be discussing top five underrated final boys and final girls and i have a a good group of guests guests for that episode and i can't wait mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> well that's a titillating makes uh, me I'll, not ask questions but I don't i'll know. i'll go ahead and say who, i mean it's gonna be me it's gonna be tyrone mike bobby <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mike, Bobby, and I have one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for listening to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What the fuck was that? You said you forgot someone. That scared me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that made my heart stop. Sorry. Ooh, hold on. <laughs> stop. I'm, oh, Lord. Jeremy. I'm sorry, Jeremy, if you're listening to this. That's a scary. What? What? This happened? <laughs> I can't wait to listen to the episode, Ash. I'm scared. You just scared me. <laughs> wait, what's happening? <laughs> uh, we were just ending the show. That's all. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm choking. It's all Grace's fault. In oh, <laughs> show. Um, before she goes, uh, you can find me on social media, Graham Self. I don't post anymore, but maybe I'll start doing that pretty soon on Instagram and Twitter. Until then, say goodnight, folks. Good night. Night.